Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max. And listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. From WBEZ Chicago, this is Nerdette. I'm Greta Johnson. We are deep in the dog days of summer, which means we thought it would be a great time to kick back, chill out, completely ignore what's going on in the outside world, and ask some food nerds about what makes the perfect picnic. How much effort should we really be putting into the food that accompanies us during what is also very important lounging time? New York Times restaurant critic Tejal Rao has a pretty great answer. You don't want fishy juice on your picnic blanket. You don't, you know, you want to be able to read and nap. True wisdom, y'all. We'll hear from her later in the show. But first up with her own mind-blowing picnic advice is Alex Beggs. She's a senior staff writer at Bon Appetit. Alex, hey. Hi, thanks for having me. How strongly do you feel about Bon Appetit versus Bon Appetit? Oh, that's a great question. (laughs) I have heard my own people call it Bon Appetit, and I always call it Bon Appetit. So I just, it feels like how much... You know, Julia Child, have you watched? Maybe maybe you go full bone, but that's, a, that's on, up to you. Fair enough. Okay, so picnics. Are you, do you consider yourself to be like a big picnic person? Well, when you asked me about this, I was like, am I going to pretend that I actually cook things to bring to a picnic? Because I'm... Because I don't. Um, and yesterday, I'm actually in Traverse City, Michigan right oh, now. Beautiful. We went to the beach yesterday. Oh, so gorge. And there's this, like, Italian market called Fulgarelli's. And to me, the ideal beach picnic is the big, like, you're eating the biggest possible sandwich in the smallest possible bathing suit. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, you get, like, these huge Italian sandwiches at Fulgarelli's, maybe a can of wine or whatever, and a bag of kettle chips. And to me, like, that's the picnic. Um, but then I came prepared with all these Bon Appetit recipes to be like, you can make this ahead and you could do that. But the, the for me, it's all about like the ginormous sandwich made by someone else's hands. So on the spectrum of like a uh, big sandwich, tiny swimsuit, and then, you know, photo shoot ready spreads for picnics. I feel like I'm like somewhere in the middle there. Like yeah. I haven't bought a picnic basket or melamine plates, but I'm definitely thinking about it. Um, so I want to make some stuff. I just don't want to make a photo shoot out of it. Well, if you did want to make a photo shoot out of it, <laughs> I uh, we had a, a recipe this month, um, cheesy tomato hand pies. And basically mm. you buy puff, puff pastry and fill it with cheese and cherry tomatoes and bake it up and they look so it's like a little so pop tart pizza pop tart yes it's kind of like a a fancy hot pocket yeah um yeah. but they're cute and you know you do an egg wash on it so it looks very you know professional and i was like that would be very cute in a picnic basket lined with gingham fabric and whatnot. <laughs> um, so definitely look, that one's easier than it sounds. I think sometimes anything pie related, people are like, mm-hmm. ah, but you seriously you buy the puff pastry. I was going to say, you yeah, fill you it with some stuff. Crust. Yeah, that sounds pretty easy. Yeah. And, um, and they're good room temperature. And it's kind of like somewhere between 
yeah, pie and pizza. <laughs> yes. I, I really like that spectrum. Really anything along there. I'm into it. But you know, I, but it's now corn season too in the wonderful Midwest. So last week I made, uh, we have a recipe. It's actually from this cool barbecue place in Atlanta, Bees Cracklin, and it's a grilled corn, corn salad uh, with hot honey vinaigrette. Oh, that's which delicious. is again simpler than it sounds. It's literally like sriracha, honey, and vinegar. Um, and you can chop up some avocado to cool down the heat. And that one also just like gets better as it sits. So you can take that in your cute little picnic basket. And I I ate it as salsa. You could eat it as salad. You could mix it in Yum. to other things you're making. Uh, so don't sleep on that recipe. That sounds really good. And then. Um, if you grew up with like very gloopy mayonnaise pasta salad, I think you should keep <laughs> making that. That's never going to go old. Uh, my mother-in-law, every, she has like a, you know, mayonnaise, bell pepper, celery. But every year I feel like she's adding something new to it. And this year it was green olives. And we were like, how many Whoa. green olives? How should we chop them? We really talk about this at length. And, and, and that one's still good to me. I feel like next year there's going to be lucky charms in it or sprinkles or something. Like we run out of things to add. <laughs> when you said new stuff, I was thinking like fresh dill or something. Oh, but no, 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 no. More, more shelf-stable things. <laughs> I think it sounds good. Yeah, I'm intrigued. So what about like a drink pairing that you might recommend for any of these? Yesterday at the beach, I don't know if this like makes me sound like I have a drinking problem, but I brought a <laughs> mason jar of Campari and um, and a couple bottles of club soda and a pre-cut limes. So that's like, as, oh, that was you. my prep ahead uh, and, may, and just had Campari and soda. I thought I was like, this is the perfect beach drink. You could you could make it more complicated. You could bring sparkling rose uh, and that like San Pellegrino lemon mm-hmm. soda and and make sort of a spritz. I think that's kind of fun and festive. But even that is maybe one too many steps for me. Uh, so I've been doing Campari and soda. I really like. I don't know if you've had the canned wine spritzes, uh, Ramona. There's a blood orange one. No, Those are really good. But I'm good. all about the canned wine situations. I yeah. love that trend. I will try every new one. I'm. I am just basic enough to be super into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you know, I, I I still love like a beer in the summer too. And there and Bell's mm-hmm. uh, Bell's Brewery has a new one called No Yeah, which is a joke on that like midwestern niceness but it's it's nice it's nice it's like four something percent abv like low alcohol and it kind of reminds me of oberon without like a lot of orange so that one's nice and Mm. easy drinking and 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 fun and also five dollar vino verde from from trader joe's trader joe's always has like this five dollar vino verde that um when it's cold enough tastes really refreshing Oh, I'm for sure not going to say no to a $5 Vino Verde. That sounds like a great recommendation. Alex, thank you. This was super fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. In just a minute, Tejal Rao chimes in with what she thinks the most important part of a picnic is. I don't have any special materials other than my insulated water bottle that holds a bottle of wine. A very important tool. Here's a hot tip. 750 milliliters is just a smidge over 25 ounces. You're welcome in advance. Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. 
Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max. And listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We are back with more summer recipe ideas and picnic opinions, this time from the spectacular Tejal Rao. She's the California restaurant critic for The New York Times and a columnist for The New York Times magazine. Tejal, hey. Hi, Greta. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. I'm so excited. So um, before this segment, we just checked in with Alex Beggs from Bon Appetit about her picnic game. And she is like almost a picnic denier. She really likes to just like go to the beach, wear a tiny swimsuit and get a giant deli sandwich and call it a day. (laughs) For you, what is the ideal picnic? How much effort are you putting into it? I uh, okay. so there was a time when I put in a lot of effort and I had this idealized vision of what a picnic should be like. And I would get up early the morning of and I would bake biscuits and fry chicken cutlets and make sandwiches with hot honey. And then I would wrap each one individually in parchment paper. Wow. (laughs) But I am very lazy now. (laughs) And while I still want that, I want someone else to do it. Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you about my my new thing, which still involves some effort, just not quite that much. Mm -hmm. So step one is I open a chilled bottle of wine and I pour it into a clean, insulated water bottle. Mm -hmm. That keeps the wine cold. You don't have to worry about where the corkscrew is. I live in Los Angeles and it's very hot. And I'll do this even if I'm just going in the backyard for a couple of hours. Um, Okay, and then a really nice loaf of bread and some butter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to take boccarones, which are um, pickled white anchovies, just the fillets, but they're held in a mix of like olive oil and vinegar. And whenever I open the container, I make a huge mess. And um, <laughs> you don't want fishy juice on your picnic blanket. You don't, you know, you want to be able to read and nap. And <laughs> so I open the boccarones in advance at home drain them and like put them into a little deli container so that there won't be a mess. Mm -hmm. And then you just kind of butter the bread, you know, lay the bocaranes on there and uh, no fishy juice. Um, (laughs) Or if you don't like bocaranes, I just think fish is like the perfect thing to take, Um, like fancy fish in olive oil, sardines in olive oil, or like the marinated fish in tomato sauce. Um, mm. Oh, or, or or Ritz crackers and then a jar mm-hmm. of smoked oysters and a bottle of hot sauce. That is like oh. the perfect meal. Wow, that sounds delicious. That reminds me, I went to the beach over the weekend and we got like some smoked sable fish. And even just that with crackers was delicious. So good. And it's sort of like you can technically have that for dinner anytime you want. But somehow I don't think of it, right, unless I'm going on a picnic. So your level of effort is essentially like prep some stuff, but like don't actually cook anything, it sounds like that. Pretty much. I mean, I make, so I do like to take fruit chat, but again, I don't know if that counts as cooking. Um, Mm. You know, chat masala is this Indian spice mixture and it brings all the flavor to the fruit. Mm. You can make your own if you mix like chili powder, pepper, amchur, which is dried green mango unripe mango Mm. um so it's kind of sweet and sour and salty but i just buy um the brand is called sean i just buy it at the grocery store sean brand chat masala which has like cinnamon dried ginger cardamom and you dress cut fruit with it and chill it and it's like the perfect thing when it's very hot because it's hydrating sweet and salty 
I love it with um, watermelon, but right now it's really good with nectarines and peaches too. Ooh, yes, that sounds great. But yeah, that's still mostly just like then cutting up fruit and adding. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been like thinking about, I've been considering becoming the person with the picnic basket and the cute melamine set. Where are you on that spectrum of like, you know, Instagram worthy picnicking these days? I mean, I don't have any special materials other than my um, insulated water bottle that holds a bottle of wine. <laughs> Very For important wine. tool. I love um, that. But I use tote bags. I I usually will throw down like a, I have a large um, beach towel or something. I mm-hmm. don't work very hard at styling it, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I think that's fine. I mean, I guess it depends. If you want to be able to post a really beautiful picnic photo, um, maybe, you know, it's lovely to have a, a basket or it's convenient to have a basket. But um, like I said, I'm too lazy for, the, for all of that. No, I think I'm with you. I mean, I don't know. I like so much more the idea of even like with sharing any sort of meal where like you're actually having too much fun to take any pictures anyway, you know, and the food is so good that you're like, just focused on that and and the rest doesn't matter I think like that's actually a real win you know absolutely yeah I I love it when that happens and then you sort of wish you'd taken a picture but it's too late exactly it's like when I bring my knitting to a party and then I have too much fun to actually knit and I'm like that's a win Greta (laughs) (laughs) so is there anything that you would like turn your oven on for yeah I would so I I've been really into this um so there's this dish called um, pan con tomate, which is a, a Spanish dish where you grate tomatoes directly on bread, mm. on grilled bread, which is delicious. But I do, I grate tomato on a box grater and then I pour it over fried cheese. So I will, <laughs> <laughs> I will turn the stove on to like fry pieces of paneer until they're like a little bit crispy and then pour the tomato mixture on top. And that travels really well. That sounds so good. Okay, so like the box grater tomato thing, that sounds super messy. It's a little messy. But it but... pairs really well with fish juice, so it's fine. <laughs> it's less messy than fish juice. <laughs> Just set up your grater on a on a like large plate or a bowl and mm-hmm. um, everything kind of falls in there. No, don't do it directly on like a cutting board or something. And like, is there a specific kind of tomato that works better? Because I don't know, like some tomatoes, if they're super ripe, I just picture them sort of like disintegrating them on contact, you know? Yeah, well, that's sort of ideal for this. You (laughs) want the tomato to just kind of completely fall apart. And then Mm. um, so like a beefsteak tomato is really nice. Anything like big and ripe. Um, And you, you know, you put your palm flat against the grater. So you get all the meat off the tomato, except for that like thin skin. So it's salt, pepper, olive oil, and then like goopy tomato globs on fried cheese with bread. You can have it with bread or without bread, um, with cheese or without cheese. Mm. If the tomato is good, it's so good. You could just drink it, you know. That sounds really delicious. That kind of reminds me of a recipe that my mom told me about that originally I was sort of like, I don't know if that would be good, but of course it's delicious. And it's, I think it's America's test kitchen. It involves, um, it's like a tomato gratin, 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 where you like, <laughs> you know, chop up bread chunks and then saute some tomato with a bunch of garlic and olive oil and salt and pepper, and then throw some cheese on there and do some fresh basil once it's out of the oven. And it's oh, just God. like, 
It's sort of like a virtuous pizza. It's amazing. It's just like, and you know, you do need to use the oven for it, which is kind of a bummer these days, but it's such a great way to use, you know, tomatoes at the height of their glory, I think, which is such a great thing to do this time of year, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That sounds delicious. Yeah. So you mentioned peaches and nectarines. You mentioned tomatoes. What do you think otherwise are sort of like the stars of the season that are worth just sort of like going to the store and getting and then orienting the rest of your meal around? Oh, gosh, I feel like eggplant, Mm. corn, um, definitely stone fruit where I am right now. Mm-hmm. and melons like cantaloupes figs it's so lazy but you can if, if you get really nice fruit like can like cantaloupes or figs or you know you just just cut them up and then make a plate with like really nice um ham and some cheese mm-hmm. and some bread like you really don't have to turn the oven on unless you really want to oh that sounds so glorious so i i don't know i feel like part of the conversation with you know Things that are delicious and local and seasonal kind of falls into like, you know, conversations around sustainability, which I think are especially important these days, given climate change, given how weird the weather has been throughout the U.S. this summer, especially. But I mean, you know, for any number of years, how much more do you think about that? than you would otherwise I mean especially given the fact of you know wildfires in California where you are yeah I mean it's it's always in the either in the back of my mind or the front of my mind I even if you're sort of walking around the farmer's market preparing for a picnic like how could you not be thinking about it I I think um this is a very small thing but something you can try to do is just try different varieties from different farmers right like Mm. um expand your your ideas of whatever fruits and vegetables you're buying so that you're you're supporting like really diverse range of um of fruits and vegetables i like that so as opposed to thinking well i found this one stand that i really like i'm just going to get everything here just even trying to mix it up from there yeah or like you hear about one you know sometimes like one cult variety of tomato or uh, something mm-hmm. will catch on and that's great but um it's really important to try lots of different things and for us to be growing lots of different things that's interesting because it makes sense from an ecological point of view but also just from a deliciousness point of view too right <laughs> like what a great moral prerogative to just like try as much different great stuff as possible i love that Tejal, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks. Yeah, this was really fun. We just breezed through approximately 1 million delicious and extremely low-stress recipe ideas. We don't want you to stress if you didn't get a chance to write them all down either. They are in this week's newsletter, and we're going to make a little Twitter thread with links to all of them, too. We are on Twitter and Instagram, actually, at Nerdette Podcast. And just so you know, I actually put a fair amount of recipes in the newsletter on a regular basis, along with book recommendations and all kinds of other good stuff. So that might be a pretty sweet resource for you. You can sign up at wbez.org slash nerdetteaf. And you know, you can always email us. We're at nerdettepodcast at gmail.com. The show is produced by me and Hannah Edgar with help from Isabel Carter. Our executive producer is Brendan Banazak. We will see you next Friday. Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen 
as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max, and listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.